Ever since the dawn of time, man has been fascinated with alternate planes of existence. And now, our scientists speculate that a multiverse filled with infinite possibilities lies just beyond our grasp. Welcome to the Multiversal News. My name is Greg Lineweber, and I will be your host. And we will discuss what is fact, fiction, and theory. That which is not real in our universe might very well be real in another. Join us and let the reality of your world be real for us, too. Hello, everyone, and welcome back again to the Multiversal News. Uh, the guest I was supposed to bring on is a war criminal from another dimension. And as we are heading for the uh, studio, his name being uh, Ronald Rumsfeld uh, from Universe 0147289, we were kidnapped. Some people gated in from the uh, universe from which he was being charged, and they took him back because he was a war criminal and because he had done experiments on people to see how quickly they would die, among other things. Terrible, terrible things. Well, I was going to interview him here to see why he was so evil. Well, we didn't get the chance. He is now being charged with crimes against humanity in his own universe where he belongs. Of course, the war criminals in our universe are sadly not being charged as much as perhaps they should be. Or should they? And if they're not guilty, why not have a trial and find out? There's a lot of good argument for charging some of our uh, ex-White uh, House holders with uh, war crimes. But, of course, they're not going to be. It is the way of things. Are you so naive to think that uh, W and his merry man of people are going to be charged with war crimes? Really? Really? <laughs> well, I'm saying this as an introduction, not be, uh, because I want to talk about politics. Don't care. I've already given up on that. But I would like to talk about Babylon 5. On my continuing series, I'm going to uh, be outlining them as the one of the greatest uh, science fiction series ever. Um, and I'm going to spotlight one of their shows in the first season. This is a show where uh, the uh, war criminal Jodur, a Dilgar, who has survived the Dilgar War, was being hidden by the the uh, Membari. And uh, now she's uh, developed a new kind of uh, medical serum, which she's going to peddle to the highest bidder. And uh, she thinks she can get away without having to pay for her crimes. We shall see. So let's watch this episode. It was the ninth show in the ver first season. And this is when things started to take off. First of all, this show was written by Dettilio. Dettilio was the, uh, the man here who uh, 
wrote the show, and they, they have a little blurb about him right here. Uh, Lawrence Attilio wrote this, and it aired on 420, which, by the way, was a great birthday gift for me. Oh, oh yes, I think, I think I'm in love with Sarah Douglas, and you'll see why <laughs> when you see her on the screen. Here's the blurb for the show. To extradite her for trial, better yet, some say, kill her on the spot. Passions run high with the arrival of the war criminal known as Deathwalker. She's a bioscientist, Jadur, Sarah Douglas, whose discovery of an immortality potion came via sadistic experimentation on Narns and other aliens. So, here it is, folks. Sarah Douglas has had a long storied career. She was uh, in Conan the Destroyer, uh, Superman 1 and 2 in Space 1999, and has also appeared in Stargate as a, some of uh, the uh, uh, creatures that uh, one of the, uh, uh, what were those creatures called on Stargate? The ones that were fighting the ghouls. Uh, well, anyway, never mind. Uh, of all the times I've seen Sarah Douglas, oh yeah, and she is also on Falcon Crest, I never really saw her act as well as she did as uh, Jadur, the Death Walker, and you'll see why in uh, just a minute. What an excellent job she does. Yes, uh, Sarah Douglas uh, definitely uh, won her place on my altar of love with this particular performance. She's so evil, I just can't stop dreaming about her. <laughs> um, can we go ahead and see the, the first uh, uh, bit of uh, Sarah Douglas? Okay, folks, this is the, this is the first part. Ambassador Kush, is there something I can do for you? I wish to engage your services. For what? Business. What sort of business? Important. Ambassador, I'd be happy to assist you, but there are certain details I must know before taking any commission. Not to mention getting clearances from the... All arranged, as is payment. We will meet in Red 3 at the hour of scampering. The hour of scampering. Minbari Flyer 969, you may proceed to docking bay 17. Transport Altera bound for Jupiter colonies is now boarding at docking bay 18. Query. Liner Callisto. Liner Callisto will be docking in bay 12 in 7 minutes. All passengers holding berths on that flight should see Miss Uru in Red 7. Transpa Altera, Extra Jupiter Polla, Namor Adokra Eti, Corpora Tre Planita, and Jafla Mortina.
was the opening scene of the show, and that's when, uh, right about here is when I really started to think to myself, hey, you know, Babylon 5's got some pretty good stuff in it. Yes, that's right. Deathwalker appears on the station, and Natoth, uh, who has a Shankar, which is a, a vow of vengeance among the Narn, has, a, a, the, the, has Shin, Shankar against Deathwalker. As she sees her appear on the station, she goes into a murderous frenzy. Well, isn't that something, huh? Well, let's go ahead and see the rest of that clip. Go ahead and get it going. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, ten years after the Earth-Minbari War. The Babylon Project was a dream given form. Its goal, to prevent another war by creating a place where humans and aliens could work out their differences peacefully. It's a port of call, home away from home for diplomats, hustlers, entrepreneurs, and wanderers. Humans and aliens wrapped in 2,500,000 tons of spinning metal, all alone in the night. It can be a dangerous place, but it's our last best hope for peace. This is the story of the last of the Babylon stations. The year is 2258. The name of the place is Babylon 5. you people listen to the great theme music written by uh, uh, Mr. Frank. Uh, it's one of the good parts about the show. I love the uniforms, the music, and everything. And this particular show has some very good writing and acting. It was written by Lawrence Dottilio, and he wrote a few other shows, too, uh, for the series. Along with Fontana, he was one of the regulars. But, of course, Mike Straczynski was uh, the one who did most of the writing as you will uh, come to know over time. Now this particular one, um, of course, has so much good writing and so many really great lines and scenes. I think it was Detilio's best. Um, but like I said before, Sarah Douglas does a bang up job as, a, as a Shador. Of course, you don't get a chance to see the acting right the first. Uh, she just does a good job of having her face smashed in. But uh, pretty good acting there. It was mostly it was uh, by Natoth, a good actress herself. Um, like I say, uh, Sarah Douglas uh, has done a number of uh, roles uh, with numerous science fiction shows, and uh, she's quite the bad girl. Um, why don't we go ahead and take a look at that next uh, shot here. Let's take a look and see what, how Sarah Douglas lights up the screen with her, her evilness. I'm Commander Jeffrey Sinclair. You asked to speak to me? Doctor, will you give us a moment, please? 
You know the way of command. Yes, the windswords are right to fear you. What do you know about the windswords? They have sheltered me for many years, in return for certain services. They speak of you often, Sinclair. They say you have a hole in your mind. Who are you? I am Warmaster Jador of the Dilgar. Deathwalker? So they called me. If you were Jador, you'd be much older. The answer is in this vial. The result of a lifetime of research and experimentation. My research. A universal anti-agapic. I'm not familiar with the term. It's a serum which retards the aging process and prevents disease. It's still unstable and difficult to produce in sufficient quantity, but it works, as you can see. No fear of growing old. No sickness. That's... Virtual immortality. The ultimate triumph of life. The secret is mine, Sinclair. And with the help of your Earth, I will bring it to all the worlds of this galaxy before the year is out. Okay, yes, I just had to take a good look at that. As you can see, um, Jadur, the uh, Death Walker, makes a reference towards uh, uh, the captain's head, uh, which is played by uh, Michael O'Hare. Um, she says that he has a hole in his head. This is a reference that uh, you will not understand. It's repeated quite a number of times, but it starts to carry more meaning as the uh, show progresses. Uh, Death Walker herself has come up with the antiadeptic, a way of uh, allowing people to live forever. And of course, Earth Central uh, wants to have their hands on this information, regardless of the fact that she's a war criminal. And the fact that they're going to come across this and completely exonerate her well, it's no big deal, right? Uh, Captain Sinclair, played by Michael O'Hare, uh, has a real problem with this because he is a moral man. He, he has a, a strong center, a moral center, which so of course he's really kind of upset by the whole idea of Jador being able to get a get out of uh, war crimes free trial. But come on, let's face it, folks, war crimes more crimes. You know, a lot of people just don't seem to care. I care. I feel a lot like Captain uh, Sinclair with this one. I think she should stand trial. And the idea of she's going to go jolly well, hop on over to Earth and uh, deliver her wonderful drug and all that and, and face no penalty whatsoever for her actions really kind of sickens me. And, of course, that's what makes her such a great and genuine evil criminal type, the kind we can all hate together. Well, this uh, only gets better and better, folks. So, you think that Captain Sinclair is just going to take her off the station, just like he said? Why don't we take a look and find out what happens here? And in the name of the Norn regime, I extend our sincerest apologies for the attack on you. We are fully prepared to make whatever reparations you deem necessary and make you a most handsome offer. For what? 
Your discovery, of course, the anti-agapic. You're very well informed, Jakar. Our reports always said you were a clever one and a good resistance leader, too. If Earth Alliance hadn't taken a hand in our invasion, we might have helped your kind wipe the Centauri out completely. You are also well informed, Jadur, but we are not through with the Centauri yet, and you can still help us. Whatever Earth Alliance has promised you, we will triple. Tempting. Grant me one more thing, and I'll consider it. Name it. The head of the animal that attacked me within the hour. Based on the data I got from Earth, she is your duel. Particular scene. This is another scene that just shows more about how really creepy and evil she is. Of course, uh, good old Jakar wants to cut a deal with this war criminal because he realizes the value of the anti-adeptic. But of course, Shadur, having had her head smashed in by her with a wrench by Natoth, uh, decides to have her fun with Jakar, and that being that uh, demanding the head of his attache, Natoth. Well, of course, uh, Jakar gets really freaked out and uh, is uh, upset by the idea of uh, bringing in Natoth's head. Of course, he's not that sick and evil himself to be able to do that. So therefore, we get a, also a good insight into the fact that uh, Jakar really does have a line that he won't cross when it comes to being evil. Uh, earlier in the show, you see that he does all sorts of wicked things in regard to the to um, the Centauri, and he's, he'll do anything to them, but not just anything. He won't sacrifice Natoth for this uh, supremely good drug. But as the story continues, uh, Sinclair has to try to sneak uh, the Jadur off the base, and. Uh, as you can see, Sarah Douglas continues to do a really great job of bringing a lot of intensity and wicked evilness to her character. Oh, she's so good at playing that role. I have, in all the times I've seen Sarah Douglas, I never saw her do it, her job this well, but she had a really great script to work with, and we can thank Lawrence Attilio for that. Let's go ahead and play that next uh, little bit of tape. This is where they try to sneak her off the base. Let's see what happens. Your ship is recharged. We'll give you a fighter escort to the Vortex, and an Earth Force vessel will meet you on the other end. Most efficient. I commend you. Is there something else you wish to say, Commander? Dr. Franklin has confirmed the potential of your discovery, but why give it to Earth? Because it was Earth who turned the tide against my race. Thus it is fitting that you benefit from your conquest. It was more an act of preservation. You slaughtered mercilessly. Exterminated whole races. Committed acts beyond the belief of all sentient beings. The Windsor said you were sentimental. A fatal flaw in a warrior. You still haven't explained why you want to help the same people you butchered 30 years ago. My race is gone. Their name's cursed in history. Even my homeworld no longer exists. I am the last of the Dilgar. 
my discovery will ensure that the galaxy remembers us with honor. It'll be a monument to our vision. A monument? That's what you're after? Delicious irony, don't you think? That those who cursed us will have to thank us for the rest of time. Commander, time to go. Okay, as you can see, they're about to try to sneak her off the base. Let's go ahead and see how that goes. Let's see if they do it any good. And, and as you may have noticed, she really adds some intensity, and she says that line, are you so naive? And, of course, <laughs> war criminals do get a chance to walk if they got something to contribute, unfortunately. And I don't like it, and neither does Captain Sinclair. Let's go. want immediate extradition of Jadur. I imagine the Ikshar and the Bree will make similar demands, and according to reports, there are more League ships on the way. Can you stall them? I can try, but... Do it. Welcome to Babylon 5. I am Lieutenant Commander Ivanova. How may we be of assistance? Ambassador, call off those ships. The League and Earth Alliance have always been friends. We can settle this matter diplomatically. At the moment, we do not put much faith in Babylon 5 diplomacy. I fear we will soon be severing our ties with this place. There's something you should know before making that decision. What's the situation? Well, I've managed to get the ship captains engaged in a debate over who has the best claim to Jadur. The winner will be the first to attack. Creative. Let's hope it buys us enough time. Lieutenant Commander, the League ships are moving out of firing range. What did you do? I played a wild guard, but we're not out of this yet. Stay on alert. I'll be in closed session with the League. Yes, sir. Good job, Lieutenant Commander. A hearing is just... Okay, as you can see, the, uh, all the uh, members of the League of Non-Aligned Worlds, that's about uh, 20 or so races, uh, are all upset and all have a grievance against a Jadur Deathwalker because the Dilgar, when they tried to expand and conquer the galaxy, were attacking and basically butchering and killing everybody. And Jadur was doing tests, medical tests, on all sorts of people. And God, it was ugly. Very sickening people. And, uh, of course, the, the 
members of the non-aligned world want to get revenge. And of course, they're lining up to do so. However, uh, Sinclair plays his wild card, and his wild card is to offer the uh, immortality serum to all the different races. So they agree to go along with it as long as she stands trial. And we'll see just how far that goes. So this, uh, this is the part where it uh, really gets uh, interesting, and we get to see a little bit more of Sarah Douglas's fine acting. Let's go ahead and see the next scene there. Several of our most renowned scientists have checked Dr. Franklin's data. They concur with his assessment, a most astounding discovery. But Deathwalker must still be punished for her crimes. I agree. And I have a compromise which may serve all our needs. Earth is prepared to develop Jadur's discovery immediately. I propose the League of Worlds choose a coalition of scientists to assist her. When this coalition is satisfied, the serum is ready. Jadur will be turned over to the League for trial. Can we trust your alliance will honor this agreement? And what of the Council? When news of this is made public, Earth Alliance will have no choice. As for the Council, it's already made its decision. This agreement is between Earth and the League. Just as it was 30 years ago when we helped you to defeat this woman and her people. It is fair. And wise. I'm glad Natoth didn't succeed. I'm looking forward to your trial. Are you really that naive, Commander? Do you imagine Earth Alliance will permit this charade of yours to be carried out? I'll see that they have to. It will only cost you your command. It is the way of things, Sinclair. The superior controls the inferior. In the final analysis, we've won. I don't think so. No? Then consider this. You and the rest of your kind take blind comfort in the belief that we are monsters, that you could never do what we did. The key ingredient in the anti-agapic cannot be synthesized. It must be taken from living beings. For one to live forever, another one must die. You will fall upon one another like wolves. It will make what we did pale by comparison. The billions who live forever will be a testimony to my work and the billions who are murdered to buy that immortality will be the continuance of my work. Not like us, you will become us. That's my monument, Commander. Get her the hell off my station. Minbari Flyer 969 is now leaving the docking center. Ambassador Kosh. 
activate the... Lieutenant Commander, something's coming through the vortex. What do you think the Voron are going to show up? What do you think they're going to do, huh? Oh, boy. Well, you know, she is such an awful, terrible creature. You saw how she was talking to Sinclair. She was lording it all over him how she's going to get off because that's the way of things, Sinclair. You not like us, you are going to be like us. In other words, she thinks that because of that tricky little extra portion to the uh, uh, immortality serum, the part is you have to take a living being and chop them up while they're still alive or something and listen to them scream in bloody murder to get that extra little uh, piece of uh, stuff uh, to the uh, immortality serum. So in other words, you have to become evil like a Dilgar to become immortal. And that is her evil, 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 sick gift to everyone. Of course, that's why Sinclair doesn't like her. That's why I don't like her. That's why most of our viewers don't like her. Let's face it, she's evil. We hate her. We hate her. We hate, 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 hate her. Of course we hate her. And she's so diabolically evil, who doesn't? But now she's on her way to Earth. Oh, the Earth government's going to let her off scot-free. Oh, yeah. I'd give her immortality and all everybody else. And Oh, and she's going to be an honored Earth resident. What do you think about that? I don't like it at all. Let's see what the Vorlons think. Let's see what the Vorlons are going to do about this. It's a Vorlon ship. Well, all's well that ends well, huh? Why? You are not ready for immortality. Well, huh? <laughs> she had a little ship blown apart by the Vorlons. And why? Because, as you just heard him say, you are not ready for immortality. Well, that's another, that's one of the first times you see the Vorlons actually stick their big fat noses in everybody's business. Usually they're enigmatic and stay in the shadows. However, the Vorlons are the oldest race known to all the others. And they're very powerful, much more powerful than the others. But they don't like to dictate. However, every time you're around them and you see the Vorlons engaged in the show, you see that they control their space. They have a certain kind of understanding. It's like they know everything that's been going on and will go on. Very uh, egotistical race in a sense. Being able to judge who can live and who can die, etc. Anyway, the Vorlons uh, do this one part of the show, and they and they can uh, they get away with it because nobody can stand up to the Vorlons. So, in conclusion, that was my uh, wrap up of that particular show with Deathwalker. Very, very good show that got the series running pretty well. It's at this point that uh, things start to uh, take a sudden lurch in this show. Uh, you'll hear more about uh, the hole in the head of Sinclair and uh, the first season is going to wrap up with lots of interesting changes to it. Like the change in the captainship itself. Sinclair will leave and go to live directly with the uh, Membari themselves. 
and thus will come on Captain Sheridan, and uh, played by Bruce Boxleiter. Okay, folks, now that's all I have to do with this. Um, I have been working on my own science fiction show, uh, inspired by Michael Straczynski, and also inspired by Playboy, <laughs> among other things. It's it's called Hookers in Space, and uh, I've been working on it. I still don't have it a finished product yet, but I thought I'd play you what I've worked up so far. I've got a lot of the special effects down, but I still don't have the credits or anything else yet. But what the hell? I was uh, brought it here to be worked on. Uh, I'm having my friends here at the shop do a little tweaking on it, and they wanted to see it, and why not put it on the show, right? So, are you ready for Hookers in Space? Well, here we go. Why don't we go ahead and uh, let it rip. Oh, really? 
I've heard your plan was forcibly bought out by the Grimms. Yes, there are other investments available. Oh. oh, really? Please detail these investments. Are they illegal, perhaps? <laughs> well, 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 Saint. You're selling drugs or porno. Shut up! I'll get to you next. Answer your friend's question. Drugs. I'm selling drugs. Search the ship for his goods! I told you this was gonna be bad news. Hang on, Diana. We still have a few tricks left. Like what? Just give me a chance and follow my lead. Venus! Are you alright? No! It's all happening again! <laughs> Valerian, look! Ha! Bags of pure cocaine. Ah! I know the delicacy. Very yes. rare. Very nice. This will be a good start on buying your freedom. Captain Valerian, please don't do this. It's all I've got. If you take that, you'll absolutely ruin me. Oh, really? I'll be confirmation of that from your account in the audience. And what can you offer me? <laughs> now, Valerian, I've got a whole lot of intangible information I'd love to give you. You know, we should talk about developing a business relationship, you and me. I like your style, big guy. Oh, really? I could not care less about you or anything you know. I'm only interested in sellable goods or money. God damn it, Jesus Christ. All right, just contact Jimmy Johnson down in Dallas, Texas, and let's get this crap over with. My contact, my, my contact is Steve Charman in Seattle, Washington. Very good. We'll try to expedite this quickly, gentlemen. And Saint, I'll leave you a little bit, but not much because I think you're holding out on me. Oh, what's the matter, Saint? Did we put all our puny little eggs in one teeny weeny basket? <laughs> yeah, fuck you too, Tex. You stupid fucking country hick. Huh, you think I'm beaten? <laughs> think again. I'll survive this, and I swear I'll be back. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm gonna buy the whole galaxy. <laughs> Shut up, you two! You don't know how close to death you are! Well, now, my three lovelies, what can <laughs> you offer me? <laughs> Please, don't touch them! Take me! Whatever you do, just leave my friends alone! She just wants them all to herself. Diana! It's true. She's in love with him. <sighs> Is this true, what your friends said? Yes! Don't you remember me? Why, yes. I believe I've seen you before. Oh, brother. Diana. Ixniandiote. Yes, my pretty. I will let you go this time. I intend to get my full use out of you. <laughs> Captain, a ship is approaching very fast. I'm not sure. It's an Overon ship without an electronic ID signature. Contact them. Message already coming through. Greetings, Cartax Pirates. We are simply businessmen having a friendly chat with these enterprising humans. Sorry. 
I think we beat you to the good deal. Right. Regardless of your alleged dealings, we want you to turn over the earth holding name Ching and his 27 pounds of luggage. Assumed you'd find it sooner or later. If you ever hold out of me again, Saint, I will gut you right where you stand. Captain, I believe we have accidentally lost contact with you. Is Saint aboard? Why, yes, he is, Captain. You can pick him up when you dock with her other airlock. And there's 27 pounds of luggage? Why would he do it to explain to the authorities what happened to the luggage? Why, yes, Captain. His merchandise will be accounted for in full. Saint, you can take your coke and go. Oh, come on, Larry. I'm just gonna let that little punk just walk on out of here. Look like. Tex, you lumpy headed fucking high seed. You just don't get it, do you? You lose and I win. That's the way it's always gonna be. So get used to it. Come on, Valerian, you're not gonna let those little puny Boverons push you around, are you? Shut up! Hey, <coughs> Garthog, I'm sick. I need my doctor here, Polly, to give me my medication. <coughs> and how would a ship's pilot know how to heal a perfectly healthy captain. Oh yes, we downloaded your manifest, your ship's log, and all your personal information. We know all about you. So let's not waste each other's time with foolish escape attempts. <laughs> Have you ever had an earth woman, Garthog? I think it a policy not to eat sentient life. And besides, you don't look like you have very much fat or meat on you. Well, I thank you for the compliment. What I meant was, have you ever made love to an woman? I do not love you humans at all. She means, have you ever fucked an Earth woman? Captain. Ah. And now, if I wanted to, and I seriously doubt I would, <laughs> I'd probably be better off using one of your prostitutes. I'm sure they've been very well trained. <laughs> you could do that. But Paula here, she loves the fuck so much, she'll do it for free. Captain! Oh, yeah, she'll do anyone, anytime, with real gusto. You can't pay a whore to do that. Captain! I'm a gay gaffon, Captain. <laughs> Did I tell ya? That Galton here is a creature made up of almost 90% alcohol. I react very badly to alcohol. I don't mess with it. Uh, Did I tell ya? He's gay. Captain Stonework! Oh, 
did you do that? Huh. I became scared because of the taboo. I am a straight... Well, more importantly, why didn't you do it sooner? I... I was afraid he would shoot Just me. never mind, Gautron. Get us out of these. have a stun setting. It is a basic reptilian hand shooter. Yeah, here it is. It's It's got three levels of stun, two levels of kill. Now, if I may... I assume that level three is the highest stun level. I think so. Now, why did you... Galton, we don't have time for thinking. I need to know now. Yes, level three is the highest. All of the reptilian hand shooters have this product stamp on them. Now, why did you... Shush, Galton, not now! Why did you two kiss? You didn't just meet. It was a makeup kiss. And if you tell anyone, so help me. I will grind you up and serve you at happy hour. Ah, are you going to kill me? No. I'm sorry. I just need to be quiet. Should we have a makeup kiss? Um, it's not necessary in this situation. Captain, I couldn't help but notice you really stunned my men. We just want to get off this ship. That's all. You have to realize we will follow you. Then give me one good reason why I shouldn't kill you right now. If you do, my ship will self-destruct in a minute. You won't have time to get over standard Garthog military procedure. More evidence that they aren't just pirates. Hmm. How about you keep the two rich guys 
give us the prostitutes and let us go. Nah, I got the two rich guys. I'm cool. Captain, that would fucking not be acceptable. I ordered you to get us down! <laughs> Sorry, Tex, but the safety of the crew and some of the passengers comes first. Galton, get the girls down and let's leave.
Do you see a flat clay or a desert nearby? Yes, there's a desert nearby. I think I can make it.
I'm attorney Alexander Ransom. Have you been charged with a DUI or face any other criminal charges? If you're in trouble with the law, you need a trial attorney who's aggressive, experienced, and effective. Call today for a free consultation, the law offices of Alexander Ransom. I look forward to serving you and getting your criminal charges reduced or dismissed. Call today. The law offices of Alexander Ransom. Call today. appeal at an appealing price whether you want traditional carriage house custom wood or even glass garage doors we have an option that's right for you make the right decision call precision problem solved 